Um, I'm going to continue to friendly talk. Okay. Try to butter him up. All right. Go ahead. Uh, throw me a persuasion. Uh, yeah, persuasion roll is good. I will assist you then. All right. Go ahead and make it with advantage then, Paul. Well, good, because that fucking dice is good ass. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I even bit more ass. City. So that's um, you beefed it nine. I'm fucking terrible. Okay. Um, clearly overselling. We got some nice town music now. Um, yeah, she's uh, she's friendly enough, but you know she's not getting too distracted. Uh, is the thing she's making some idle conversation with you, but she takes her job fairly seriously. Um, she goes through the wagon, and there's a, a tense moment where she's like, sort of like doing the pat and squeeze of all the, the first to make sure there's nothing in there and she hits the, the kettle, the, the, the pot. Um, and she starts to unwrap it. Are you guys going to do anything? To, I'll she, just I'll stand next to her so that if anybody's looking from you know the street or whatever, they won't see what's under she the She won't door. necessarily know what it is. Yeah. Mm. Um, I just want to make sure that the Zents don't see it. Mm. Yes. Mm. She yeah, un- keep an eye out for two for that. She unwraps like, there's like one sort of like furred blanket that's just thrown over the top. Like it's all wrapped up and she's slowly starting to unwrap it. She throws one and she grabs like the, the lid of it and has it. Oh. And she just looks at like maybe the top this much of it. And she's like, fancy soup pot. Puts it back down. Frozen We're a fancy bread. bunch. <laughs> we need to make a lot of soup. Well, he's part of balanced breakfast. <laughs> um, she goes, yeah, well, as I expected, nothing uh, untoward here. Uh, enjoy your stay in Bryn Shander and stay warm. Guys, I can't believe we got that much pot through the gates. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Pavu was going to have to keister the magic items. <laughs> That's a space up there. Oh my god, talk about a diva cup. Um, <laughs> Boof city, more like it. <laughs> so, you are inside of Bryn Shander. Where are you heading? Uh, let's go to Devessa Shane first. Okay, yeah, let's get, get this, this done. I don't want to off the Okay. Um, of note, you traveled during the morning for five hours, took a, a couple hour rest. So, that's, you know, lunchtime. It's now about 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night. There's a pretty good chance Devessa Shane's in bed. Well, she can wake the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I will not apologize for what we're about to give this her. Is something, <laughs> yeah. This is something you want to wake up for. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Um, it takes some doing because she doesn't sleep at the town hall. You're not sure exactly where she sleeps. So you have to, like, pound on the do- the town hall door. The guard who is posted at the town hall will talk to you and say, you know, figure out who you are. And there's some red tape. And then eventually a runner is sent to Duvessa Shane's house to get her. And then she arrives, like, sort of like bathrobe on, curlers in her hair. Um <laughs> You know, n- not unaccustomed to being woken up in the middle of the night for weird traveler bullshit, but maybe a bit standoffish at first because, you know, she was a bed. Yep. Um, would you like to take the lead on this, Coos? I would. All right. So when she arrives, I'll say, uh, Speaker. Coos Balad, it's a pleasure to see you. Sorry to rouse you at this hour. Uh, we thought it was of great importance, but we would like to speak in private if it's okay. Uh, there are runners from Targos, and we just don't want to be overheard. I understand. My office private enough for you? Absolutely. Let's step inside. So um, I'll have you guys grab the kettle and come in with us. Yep. Um, and once we're, we're in and <laughs> close the door or whatever, um, we actually have two things for you. The first of which is a missive from your counterpart in East Haven mm. um, who requested that we deliver this to you. And it they will not be supporting any peace treaty anytime <laughs> soon. Not entirely unexpected. Uh, Danith is a... Uh, a kind and understanding man, but the goblins probably put East Haven through more pain and suffering than any of us. He's also taken ill, and traveling would ill suit him, hence the missive rather than the personal visit. Understandable. Well, I appreciate the uh, runner duty. However, it does seem somewhat beneath your stature. Well, it's not the primary reason that we're here to see you. Uh, we also brought this, which we found in our travels uh, outside of East Haven. And I motion to have you guys take the tarps off the creepy cauldron. Dunk. This uh, macabre-looking device mm. uh, is a magic item that we found in our travels, um, the magics of which uh, ill-suit our party, but would greatly benefit any of the ten towns for its use. And it's why we were avoiding uh, observation by the Zentarum. I understand. Uh, this item's capable of transforming water to food. I in see. very large portions. Three times a day. Every day. I see. Um, and you are giving this to me. We believe you could put it to the best use. Uh, we've observed that you have been one of the most competent leaders in the Ten Towns. 
but it does present a lot of logistical problems because it will make you a target if anyone knows that you have it. It'd be difficult to put it to good use and still keep it a secret. I'm not sure I'm going to be capable of doing both. You're also the only of the Ten Towns who has the trained guards to protect it outside of Targos. And you didn't want to bring it to Targos for obvious reasons. That's correct. I do have to admit that I held a bit of a grudge against you and your band when I heard that you were flying the uh, Targosian banner uh, for some of your more recent adventures. I'm encouraged to hear that you've come to your senses on Nerith and what he's up to. Um, Zevelin, when yes. last we spoke, yes, Speaker Shane. you... Um, you intimated that maybe a bit of land, an estate, a ambassadorship home would be something you'd consider compensation for what you've provided in, in lieu of services? It is customary for one in my position. But I understand the times you're trying, and I would be grateful for whatever you can provide to me and my fellows. It is, after all, my wish to do right by the people of Ten Towns and establish prosperity for all. A manor home has become vacated. Um, I won't lie to you. It's because its owner has died. Um, but it is a large home that stands largely unused. Uh, and I'm afraid that if nobody lives in it, it will fall to decay. And I wouldn't see that happen. Um, I am willing to gift this home to your band um, in exchange for this great boon that you're offering but I must insist that your dealings with Nerth and his black network end here. Uh, I do not like the Zentarum operating in the Ten Towns, but I lack the authority to stop it outside of these walls. But within these walls, I do have the authority to say, I will tolerate no Zentarum agents. You are welcome to this home for as long as you want it, but you cannot perform any more tasks for the Zentarum. Zev smirks at that, nodding. Uh, moment to speak with my fellows? Of course. And she goes over to start trying to build a fire. Yeah. And um, I want to hear what you have to say, but then I should probably go check on the dogs because it has lost their shit for about 10 fucking minutes. I yeah. think it'll probably be a pretty quick encounter. I know that you don't really have an iron in the fire. No. You will say yes whether it's true or not. <laughs> well, she, she has an interest. She'll speak her mind on this matter. Mm. She said within this town, correct? She said our dealings with them stop. Full stop. I see. Well, that does conflict with Pavu, does not? Well, I'm coming to Pavu last for a reason, so how do you feel personally? Well, they have been quite useful and good friends. I believe that maintaining a good civil relationship with them would behoove us, but accepting tasks, I believe that can, that can wait indefinitely. After all, we have many journeys ahead of us that do not necessarily have to involve them. We can thank them, compensate them for what they have done, and let our dealings be terminated forthwith. We should not be serving anyone as an individual group. You know, our group, we should be independent and help wherever we can help. Captain America has spoken. <laughs> <laughs> Captain America. <laughs> Captain America. Pavu, I realize that you have more personal vested interest in this than the rest of us, but at the same time, the position we found ourselves in, literally fleeing under cover of darkness from the town of East Haven... Leads me to believe that what Tivasa Shane is offering is the trajectory that we should be looking at anything. I do not necessarily disagree with you, Kuspalad. I fear repercussions not just for myself, but for the people I travel with if I am to abandon the place where I come from and the person who issues me my commands. In all fairness, the Zentarum are going to find out about this. Oh, I worry not about the Zentarum. <laughs> the Zentarum purchased me. So, where the money went is what I am more concerned with. But, I am rapidly becoming aware that my longevity is uncertain for as long as I uh, 
follow such a chain of command. So it might be time for me to... If not cut ties, then bury them at least. No one's longevity is certain, Pavu. I just fear unnecessary danger amongst this group. I... That is not what I intended for you. I was put here to protect you, and if you came to harm because of that, I... What am I here for? To invoke a Centara Maxim is where this danger lies, where the opportunity can be found for greater prosperity. <clears throat> you! I have to go like this. <laughs> you are a free being. You set your own path. Nobody tells you who you serve but you. If I am not... What I serve, then what am I? You are Pavu. And that is all you need. A miraculous instance of creation. Bound to do as he pleases and take what he wants. I choose this party. Speaker, we've come to a decision. And what is your decision? <laughs> Dogs. We've decided to take our towels to South Beach. <laughs> we'll take the blueberry pancakes. We're declaring eligible for the NFL draft. <laughs> um, we accept your offer. Uh, henceforth, no business with the Black Network will be conducted. I appreciate that. And this great gift that you've given the people of Ten Towns. Um... I will have uh, Sheriff Markham make arrangements to have the home open for you in the morning, if you don't mind spending the night in an inn, uh, courtesy of the town. Um, again, least we could do gestures to the, the magic item. Thank you. Um, Something that occurs to me as well, Speaker, if it would be possible, if you have a similarly sized cook pot anywhere, perhaps in the town hall or your own estate, that we could obscure and put on our sled. Fucking brilliant. Um, That's fucking brilliant. I like it. Yeah. Um, it's the uh, the runner that she uh, she gets, uh, you know, who's sort of like still like shuffling in firewood from some, you know, corner shed. Um, she sort of flags me down and goes, um, "Run over to the uh, to the north. Look, um, tell Scram Sacks that I need his cook pot. Um, don't tell him why, but tell him he'll be compensated for it and he'll have a new one by breakfast time." <laughs> um, and uh, if he gives you any guff, tell him I'll come over there and straighten him out if he doesn't. <laughs> oh. um, Quick thing before I bring this up in character. Did we want to talk to her about the Karkalok thing? I was going to ask the same thing. Okay. Yeah, we probably should. Then uh, then I think Zev will take point on that. Yeah. I want to just make sure this pot thing is resolved as quickly as possible because yeah. if we... Yeah. You guys get what I'm putting down. That was a great idea. Mm -hmm. uh, if we're all set on the pot, then Zev will interject. <clears throat> Speaker Shane... I realize this can wait until morning. You must be very tired. But I did want to bring up the matter of the Karkalok tribe, the goblin Yarbnok. Mm. Some concerns have come to light, and I wish to help you on that, if you would have me. Is it pressing? I really want to go back to bed. As I mentioned, this can wait until morning. Yeah, let's um, let's table that till I've got a clear head and a pot of coffee in me. Absolutely. Um, but uh, if you want to go with my runner to the north look... Um, and she flags me down again. They stay for free. Tell him to put it on my tab. Um, if you want to go with him, he'll set you up with rooms for the night. Um, you'll have you'll look at your decoy pot to put on your sleigh, and would that be sufficient for you all for the evening? Yes. Of course. All right. Um, then uh, yes, we'll. We'll schedule something bright and early. Uh, as soon as Scramsax has his new pot in place and can make us some breakfast, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll take our meeting here. Um, the speaker is most kind. Till then, I, I bid you all a good evening. I'm returning to my home, and um, she starts donning her cold weather gear. Um, and with that, the speaker, the speaker's aide, rather the, the runner. Walks you over to the Northwood Tavern where you've been before. Um, it's the place with the big talking Billy Bass on the wall. Yep. Um, <laughs> and he, uh, you know, he sort of rouses the uh, scrap sacks, the uh, the half dragon, 
uh, innkeeper um, who definitely looks like he's a retired adventurer, kind of a burly type with scars on him, and um, he's got a pike sort of mounted above the bar. Um, we reserve the right to refuse service. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> In case of emergency, break glass. <laughs> and uh, the the runner who's, who's you know he's, he's he's a kid. He's probably like eighteen or nineteen. He's you know he's braille thin. The the guard uniform sort of hangs off of him, but he rouses this you know grizzled adventurer out of bed who gives him a load of guff and tells him, uh, "I have a party of five that are staying on Duvessa Shane's tab." And he goes, oh, "Fine, I'll get them room keys." And I also need your cook pot. He spins on the man and goes, you need my cook pot? This is an inn. How am I supposed to cook food for my customers? And he goes, it is at the request of Duvessa Shane, who said that she would come down personally if uh, she doesn't get the equipment that she needs. And he's like, for Duvessa. And she hauls out this big pot and sort of like the, the kid takes it. He's like, oh, and he staggers back a couple of steps. And... <laughs> I'll, I'll help him with it. I'll okay. <laughs> no, this is funny. This is funny. <laughs> Give him a minute. <laughs> I just want to see him try. <laughs> when he gets to the door frame and he's like, clunk. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he turns it sideways, but it's perfectly round. So <laughs> <laughs> um, and he loads that into your sleigh for you and then offers actually to take your sleigh to the kennel. So you can. Yeah, before he takes it, I'll yeah. just load up the cook pot with a bunch of like hunting supplies and like spare rations and stuff so that that lie we said about it actually just being for normal food looks true. Yeah. Uh, love it. Yeah. Um, I imagine you probably were doing that with the magic kettle anyway. I mean, magic or not, you still need to still store stuff space. on the sled. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so he will be happy to take your decoy um, cook pot and your sled over to the kennel while you, you know, get a good night's rest. I'll toss him a couple extra gold coins. I'll give him five coins. Huh. Very generous. Um, and with I that, want him to keep his mouth shut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Question. Is there anywhere in this town to send a message? Sure. Um, there is actually, um, there is actually one person whose job it is to be a mail carrier in the ten towns. Uh, who has a, a proper office here. Okay. Um, it's a Goliath. It's actually another Goliath. Um, they're, you know, accustomed to walking in the snow. So bringing stuff around the 10 towns is not a big deal. Um, but notably, like, this is this is like this person, you know, you guys just teamed up with another crew of like six or seven people to stay safe on the road. If there's one person in the 10 towns you don't fuck with, it's the mailman. First of all, everybody in the 10 towns will kill you if the mail service stops. <laughs> Second of all, this Goliath just walks around with a mailbag and a battle axe. You just don't mess with this man. He walks around by himself. I'm very attractive to this mailman. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's, if he's not in his, if he's, he usually lives out of his office, but if he's not in his office, it's usually because he's bunked up somewhere because he's, you know, on a mail run. He's an alpha mailman. I, I need to ask Zev to write something for me. Pabu can't write. She pulls out her finger, and she says, what would you like me to write? To continue observation on the group, I must see dealings with Nerf. I will... She's literally writing with her finger, because of the <laughs> tattoo. Yeah. Uh, I will accept the consequences Gross. of this at a later time. Ballsy. Um, and I go take that to the mail person. Most honorable of you, Papa. I wish you luck. Thank you, works for FedEx. Hey, that was really good. I'm gonna give that one inspiration. That was really good. I like that. Very clever. Yeah, that was very clever. I did like that. Um, all right, so he's uh, he's either a bed or he's not, you know, in his office. But there's a slot. There's like yeah. a mailbox out front. And I write um, like to the shadow keep. Yeah, he'll know. Yeah, um, he always does. He's like some sort of like otherworldly creature. It, it, you know, it's, it's very like, you know, Harry Potter cabinet in the yeah. stairs kind of shit. He basically gets to the bottom of the mountain and just goes, and it always ends up there. <laughs> one way or the other. <laughs> She's <laughs> got the ravens. Stuff. The ravens catch it and fly yeah. it back up. Um, you are spending the night at the North Look Inn. Uh, is this the sort of situation where you'd want to set a watch or are you comfortable sleeping? We did just flee from the Zentarum. We should set a watch. Yeah. All right. I imagine Zeb's going to be in on this, seeing as how she only sleeps four hours a night. Well, yeah, i got to make night. full use of that. Yeah, I was oh. going to do first watch if you want to do another sure. one. I haven't done a watch in a while. I'll, I'll watch as well. Okay. Being we can share the watches. this problem. Mm. Kind of two people, like, get more than one person to watch. In fact, that's a good idea. Mm. Um, the three of you that are on, was just the three of you on watch for a second and third? Is that how we're doing it? I guess. If we're on watch, I would like it, uh, all three of you to give me perception rolls. Shall I roll two, since I'll be probably awake from one of them? Sure. Oh, 21. Uh, uh, 17. 17. <laughs> and Zev? Four. Ah. 
That's the second four in a row, isn't yeah. it? Okay. All right. Doing well, you're getting them all out now. That's good. That's good stuff. It's, it's wow. a bad day for perception with Zev. Bad day to be a rogue. Yeah. <laughs> Rogues are really bad at skills, guys. Yeah. That's we're taking away from this. For sure. Rogue C tier skills. Um, so it is during Pavu's watch that, uh, you know, you guys are occupying, I'd say, probably three rooms for the five of you. You know, two of you bunked up, one of you probably sleeping solo. Um, how are you, where are you, how are you doing your watch? How are you taking control um, of the situation? If we are, like, in three separate rooms, I'm probably, like, in the hallway, like, like pacing a little bit. Like, I might, like, sit and meditate at the end of the hall so that I can see all three rooms. I'm, like, keeping an ear out for anything that might be happening in the rooms. Okay. Um, um, and while you're doing that, you hear... Um, nothing for the longest time except for your own footfalls on a creaky floor. And then you start to hear the soft, like, hoot of an owl coming from outside. And, uh, you know, it's it's coming and going, you know, it's usual kind of bird noise, so you kind of write it off until you hear something, like, heavy and hard thwack against one of the windows in one of the rooms. I'm going to go to whatever room that is. Okay. Um, Ben, why don't you give me a d6 roll? (laughs) Two. Two. One, two. It is the room where Zevlin is currently meditating in. And Zevlin, this might interrupt your meditation. I don't know how deep you get in your meditation. My Zevitations, yes. All right. I think it's... I don't know. That's the thing. They they specify it's like you're resting, but you're still awake. So I guess like maybe just disadvantage on perception checks. Okay. Um, Well, then give me a perception check with disadvantage to see if you hear this. Eleven. Eleven. Um, I mean, it, it probably would interrupt your, you know, quote-unquote slumber, for lack of a better term. Yeah, um, so you go in to check on, nice. on this, and um, you check the window, and you see that it's not cracked or anything, but um, there is an owl, a uh, big snowy owl, perched on the windowsill outside, and it's got um, some sort of, like, marmot or weasel, some sort of large rodent that it's, like, ripping apart on the, the windowsill. Um and it's eating it, and it sort of, like, turns its head that weird, creepy owl, like, almost a 180 turn, and mm-hmm. watches you enter the room. Uh, Zev, I imagine you're pinging uh, Detect Magic? Uh, well, when Pavo enters the room and I see this, the, like, yeah, and I think that's safe to say. I'm gonna, like, make uh, eye contact with uh, Zev and then make <laughs> eye contact so, with the owl. So just whisper, good evening, Pavo. How are you tonight? Looks like we can't get away with a peaceful sleep at least once. <laughs> oh no, who could who could expect that? That would be too easy. Uh, your detect magic does not ping anything you can't immediately identify as part of your own mm-hmm. equipment. Um, but it's just the owl sitting on a windowsill, eating its meal, um, watching you, watching it. Do I recognize the owl? Like, is the owl familiar to me? You've never met this owl in your life. Okay. <laughs> no glowy eyes. You went or... to the same high school, actually, with this owl. But it was a year ahead of you. <laughs> uh, pull, pull out your Tootsie Pops. <laughs> we can finally get the answer. Uh, I'm going to go over to the window, I guess. Okay. I'm going to go over to the window and, like, look at the owl. Like, I'm not going to open the window just yet, but I'm going to see, like, how close I can get before it, like, if the owl's going to get spooked or not. Like, I'm moving slowly. And the owl doesn't really move except to, like, pick at its meal a little bit more. And every time, you know, it, it will you know, dart down and rip off a piece of flesh and then eat it while it's watching you. And then as you approach the window, you can see behind the owl on, um, like, a uh, an overhang of the adjoining building, there's two more owls. And they're sitting there watching you, too. Babu, shall I wake up? Look real carefully at what he's eating. Is it a it's small a, dwarf? <laughs> it's a marmot, like a little, little, little weasel. weasel, weasel like or a ferret, something around that size. Okay. Yeah. Uh it's very odd. I don't like this, but I'm not smart enough to know what's going on, both as Pavu and as me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I nod to Zev. I go, let's be sure. All right. I will uh, gently nudge Uno awake. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you know, there may be something, something dark afoot. It's Icewind Dale, of course. There's something dark afoot. There's no sun. <laughs> um, I figured you'd want me to wake you up in the instances of something strange. Pavu was spotted 
owls acting rather strangely and slamming against our window. It's an owl. They're fucking stupid. Several <laughs> Have you seen behavior like this before, Anna? Uh, can I roll for it? Sure. It'll be a nature roll. I am trained in nature. Wow. Yes, you we are. found somebody trained in a skill. Unlike Amazing. our druid. <laughs> Crit. Oh! Wow. Um, so on first blush, it is not unusual for an owl to fly to a window every now and then. They're usually, you know, better flyers than that, but it happens. Um, nor is it unusual for it to be eating a meal. It is fairly unusual for them to be gathered in a cluster of like three. They're like solitary. They're hunters. solitary unless they're mating. Um, which you know as a clearly an expert in owlology. They're so owl exterminators. <laughs> Una has seen owls fuck. Yeah, this is just a menage a trial. It's a thruple. Yeah. Uh, um, so you're you are you are investigating this owl and you're sort of watching the other two owls that you spotted, and it's then when you look across the street and it's either six or seven more owls are perched on another um like windowsill across the street that's sort of like backlit by a hearth fire, and they're also looking at you. Oh. I shall go ahead and just wake everyone else up. This, that's just, yeah. that seems to be the... That's you too many owls. As you surfacers say, that is the vibe here. Too, too many fucking owls. Indeed. <laughs> so you are all rousted in the middle of your slumber. Well, I'm yep. gonna I'm gonna turn to Coos, because Coos is like our nature, resident nature boy, outside person. But he's like an outside person too. He's our handyman. Yeah. Do you want me to just ask them to go away? <laughs> What are they doing here? I don't. I don't care. All right, all right. Hang on, hang on. I go over the window. I I speak with animals. Okay. Well, before I believe that they might be, they could be agents of the children of Oriel, considering that they have used druids in the past. I'll ask him. (laughs) Owl, what are you doing out here? It just looks at you. Do you speak owl? It eats. It looks at you. How many fingers am I holding up? (laughs) You're just talking to an owl that doesn't talk back. It's not a real owl. Go to bed. But, oh, that makes that makes it much better. <laughs> oh, yeah, Chris, that doesn't exactly put my mind at ease. There's just eight non-actual owls watching us while we sleep. It's fine. Um, I know druid stuff. I've hung out with Sai a lot. I know mm-hmm. ranger stuff. Is there any sort of a skill I can throw on that? Maybe a survival? Yeah, yeah. To do what? Uh, to see if I would recognize any sort of, like... Weird. Are these familiars... That sort of thing? That sounds more like Arcana. This, right. could, this could be some sort of retaliation from the children of Oriel. It could be. It could be a lot of different things. Um, all of these things are probably true. I That's a 19. The, the 19. All right. On Arcana? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it's possible. Um, they aren't being magical, although, and you'd feel like a familiar might. Um, it's or, not somebody, res- or somebody using polymorph magic or something. Yeah, like something like that probably would. Summon beasts. Um, yeah. I mean, it is acting in a way counterintuitive to its the way its species would normally act, which would be something you'd expect to see out of a familiar, but now you're dealing with eight to maybe a dozen familiars. It's a lot. It would be a lot, even for the children of a real. Um, and as you are pondering what this could mean or what <laughs> is causing this grouping of owls to act in this way, something seems to startle them or catch their attention, and they all sort of take flight at the same time. And you see that it's not just the one or the two or the six that you saw across the street. It is literally dozens of owls alight from uh, aloft from the, the city and fly just in a generally westerly direction. And as they fly, almost chasing them across the sky... The aurora just comes right across the sky, right behind them, bright and green, and illuminates the whole city with the green light of the aurora. And they're gone. Weird. That is not at all creepy. I just kind of scanned the streets real quick. Is that owl bear that we saw a long ass time ago down there by any chance? Hey, smoking a butt. Cool. Hey, bro. Hey. No. There's no owl bear on the street. Smoking a dart. Hold up a big radio. <laughs> you two have seen the latest Slider Candy season. <laughs> But no, there's no owlbear in the street. He's an owlbear in the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, the rest of your long rest goes by without incident. Yeah, see? Like I said, go back to bed. It's not a real owl. It's just like, a, I, I get so stressed out whenever Brian's like, hey, here's a thing. Doesn't know if it's going to be a real thing or not. Like... <laughs> Not every random encounter is going to jump out and whack you with a sword. I know, it's just... It's, but it could. I'm used to. I'm built to punch things, Brian. Yeah, I've, I've been Why trained. didn't you punch the owl? Because I'm not going to punch it if it doesn't punch me first. 
Well, that's a bad. That's a yeah. bad. I well, think I that is you. proven incorrect. <laughs> so would, uh, Don Don approaches. Well, Nick, I, was Don. Gonna ask a, Nick, I was gonna ask a question to just uh, just a question to everybody, which is Don retreats. Who, who would use uh, owls as messengers amongst all these factions? Shut up. <laughs> we attack at dawn. <laughs> Hi, Don. <laughs> With Don. Who would use owls as messengers? Uh, the ragged barbarians? Potentially. Like big, overpowered carrier pigeons? Basically, yeah. Whatever you can reach, because there's no pigeons out in the uh, ragged glacier. Um, or people who make a habit of traveling through the mountains. But in the dozens. That's... Or the why Zentarum. Would, why would, would the Zents use... Uh... Owls in this fashion? Oh, for sure. Would the Goliaths have any use for the owls as messengers? How much do you know about Goliaths? They deliver mail well enough. They do. I've heard legends about that mailman. He's legendary. He has his own calendar. Mm. Legendary mailman. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's not that kind of calendar? Oh, no, it is. Uh, Okay, I guess I'll just... Can I roll history to see if anything like this has has happened before? Yeah. Might be more of an age or take 22. With that roll, you're very certain that this is uh, kind of a once-in-a-lifetime spotting of a huge group of owls. 24, sorry. Oh, uh, and even more certain, then. Yeah, and, but, like, relating to the Aurora, like, that's that never happened before in Icewind Dale. Not that anybody's reported, not that you've seen personally. Okay. Were they, were they over the whole town or just surrounding our inn? Uh, it seemed like they came from all corners of the city, but the largest concentration was right outside your window. Why are we being watched? Why aren't we being watched? <laughs> <laughs> we are being watched. We just had the same town get covered in a blood rain earlier. It could just be something else totally unrelated to us. Yeah, it could Bad be timing. wrong place, wrong time kind of thing. We good? Yeah. I guess the I town's suppose. probably talking the next day like, did you fucking see that? Probably well, not because everybody was asleep. <laughs> we'll yeah. find out. Um, Don, uh, delay- slightly delayed in his approach, arrives. Hi, Don. He's a latecomer. <laughs> Mm. He's a late bloomer. Um, when you go downstairs, still sort of wondering what happened with Owl City. Um, <laughs> you would not believe your eyes. <laughs> it turned into an owls! Um, you find that uh, Scramsax is begrudgingly uh, um, seasoning a brand new cooking pot. Um, his, But it's not like the pot. No, it is a literally a brand new that just got delivered, but, like, he's grumbling. Even though it's a brand new pot, he was de- delivered free of charge, he's got to season it, and he's got to oil it and grease it, and so he's, like, literally, like, doubled well, over in this pot with a stick punished. of butter Jesus and <laughs> trying to get this pot seasoned so he can make breakfast. And um, <clears throat> what he does have for you is uh, hot tea that you can have and um, a collection of breads that are warm, but they're edible. Um, and he says... Uh, Duvessa's up early, or she never went to bed. Either way, she's already been asking for you. Cool Duvessa! I will don my my glowing fancy gown. Oh yeah, you have that. Mm-hmm. Hi, Don. Um, Smangly. So you um, you exit the North Look and you start heading towards the Town Hall. And as you do, you hear something of a small commotion going on at the front gate of the city. Um, the guard that Checked your wagon as you went in, is, is calling for a second guard to come see something. <clears throat> um, it's far enough away that you can't see what's going on. The North Look is pretty close to the gate, but Brinchan is a pretty large town. So, you know, you hear a bit of commotion going on somewhere in the distance, but you can't really see what's going on. Um, are you going to investigate, or would you rather go straight to the end and let them tor- sort it? Pavu, do you want to go by the gate and see what's going on? I'll go with you. Yeah. Gotta split the party, yeah. We're we gotta the, split the party. Yeah, the rest of us really shouldn't yes. keep us a shame wedding. <laughs> We're the meaty ones. We should go. We got the beef and the they don't beef. Need, they don't need my diplomacy with <laughs> beef and potatoes. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, so, you, you guys that are going to divest a shame. Um, she's already got um, a pot of double checked coffee going, um, completely free of tadpole eggs. Um, <laughs> Just customary. Yep. Um, and she's pouring over, you know, important looking papers and ledgers and whatnot. She's sitting at the end of a large meeting table. And, um, on one side of the table is, um, 
uh, Dorbelgruff. The um, you met him. He's the uh, the senile old uh, uh, town speaker, the dwarf that gets lost in the snow all the time. Um, and he's sitting next, like rambling on about some incoherent grandpa story while she's like politely trying to ignore him and go about her business. Um, and as soon as you walk in, she does a little half stand and gestures for you to have a seat. Yep. Uh, you've met Dorbel Gruff. Um, I, uh, I canceled the town meeting, but he showed up anyway. I'm not even sure they know he's missing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've met, but I'm sure he doesn't remember. And he's telling a story, something about nickels and onions and... She was wearing an onion Nickel guy! <laughs> <laughs> I kind of stole his word for twenty. How? Oh, yeah. Ten, ten coppers used to be square. Now they're now they're yeah. round. And okay, Grandpa, let's get you to bed. <laughs> it's ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It's dark out. It's fine. Good morning, Devasa. Good morning. How did you sleep? I meditated very well. I happened to catch a very beautiful glimpse of the aurora phenomenon that happened last night. Hmm. Lovely. And a lot of owls. Yes, many owls. Lots of owls. Many, hmm. many owls. It's weird. It is. Hmm. Have you ever heard of such a thing? Lots of owls? A gathering of owls in, that seem to sweep the aurora with them. I don't know anything about owls. Um, the aurora comes and goes. I just sort of leave it to its business. Well, speaking of business, I understand you were asking after us. We are at your service. Um... There was more you wanted to tell me about the Corkaloke goblins. Correct. Something pressing. She's the one you delivered that to, right? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Have you recently been experiencing dreams of a gnome? No. I haven't dreamed of a gnome. Well, that is good, perhaps. I don't know if it's related or not. But we do have reason to believe that this meeting, this summit that may take... Gnome! Torbogruff speaks up. I dreamt of a gnome! Ah, we were just waiting for your wise counsel, good sir. Do speak freely. He was on a spaceship, and he said that he couldn't breathe. Mm -hmm. And now we know, and now we know. He lost his eggs! Excellent. Owls lay eggs. Maybe they're connected. Uh, Zev... We should bring an owl to space! <laughs> Zev chuckling. Now then, Duvessa, back to the point I was trying to make. The summit may have to, may be an attempt to gather all the Ten Towns leaders together in order to assassinate them. I think that you might be best off sending either a representative in your place or coming with guards. The handwriting of these letters is also particularly concerning as goblins do not have that degree of, illegi of legibility, let alone in a language foreign to them. Many people have been experiencing dreams of a certain gnome. I'll show, the, I'll show her the, the poster. And as you might observe here in the letter, that it, these letters spell out, help me. I wonder if this could be a message from a captive being held, perhaps a more eloquent writer being used to reach out to the Ten Towns in an attempt to think that the, to make them think the goblins have strayed from their ways. Now, I hope to be wrong. I hope that they are indeed suing for peace and that it is genuine. After all, more peace means a greater united front against the cold and whatever beasts wish to take advantage of that. Not to mention, and this includes, of course, the Zentarim, who are no doubt looking to sweep in as the, well, what are they called? Vultures. To eat the carrion. Of whatever's left. So, if I believe I've made my, my I believe I've made my point clear, I would hope that you and your fellow leaders, speakers, would have protection during the summit, and that you might benefit from a group such as us to investigate the matter further. I also know of the political, and if she, if she remains silent, I'll just keep going. I also, in my travels, we have encountered another goblin. What is her name? Um, I have this written down. You don't have to look it up. It's Irzabai. 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 A much more traditional goblin boss who seemed to be interested in deposing Yarbnok for her own purposes, perhaps going back to their traditional ways. 
And Zev hasn't met Yarbnok yet, has she? No. Not no, I confess I have not met Yarbnok. But I would relish the opportunity to do, to do so and unravel the situation. To that end, I am willing to be your representative. Well, then, uh, Madam Ambassador, if you're willing to take this on, all of you, hearing no dissent, you can carry my name to Korkalok, although uh, I hope that's not too treacherous a journey for you. Um, I canceled the speaker's meeting, and she sort of looks at Dorblegruff, who's drinking his, like, eighth cup of coffee. Um, oh, God. But it's like Sanka. Um, oh, God. <clears throat> but I um, I feel like a coordinated plot to assassinate several high-ranking politicians is not really what goblins do best. I, I would kind of put that above their skill set. While this is going on, can I just, like, get up and, like, stretch my legs, walk around the table, and just look for Invisible Durgar? Yes. <laughs> That's a healthy activity to do. <laughs> yes. Um, that is true. And she watches you walk, like, this is weird, so she's watching you do it, but, like, oh. without breaking her cadence, she, um, she goes, out of an abundance of caution, and I've, I've taken your advice and canceled the speaker's meeting, um, but I, I put this, I put this assassination attempt idea squarely outside of a goblin's mindset. Um, perhaps there is something going on up there, but, um, um... And you finish your lap. Yeah, I'm, I'm, there's no, there's no. I want to get out of this. So. There's no door guard. Yeah, yeah. Zev, she's doing that. She's like inhaling, like ready to talk, and I'm like <laughs> Zev, just, just waiting for Koos to do his thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, are you familiar with Durgar? The deep dwarves, yes. Yes. Are you familiar with the fact that they have the magical capability to be invisible? Yes. The, your exploits have not gone unnoticed in the ten towns these past weeks. Yes, I know about Durgar. Well, the orchestrators probably aren't goblins. True. So you think the. The Duergar put, put them up to you. Put the Duergar seem to be behind an awful lot of the things that are going sour in Icewind Dale. Either the Duergar or the Centaurum, perhaps. Or perhaps both. Not a lot of Duergar problems in Targos. Given what I've heard from... Um, I will correct you out of character on that. You first fought Duergar in Targos. Right, but we picked a fight with the Duergar. They weren't fighting with Targos. No, they were robbing Targos. Were they? Yeah. The whole city? Well, they were robbing the whale oil, remember? Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Speaking from experience, having lived there, I have not known the Duergar for their subtlety either. Not because they lack the intelligence, but because they simply are more blunt in their approach. In fact, from our, my talks with Zartalok's son, they are making weapons. That is their specialty, the Sunblight clan. They are more of a threat to everyone in a more overt sense. And she'll put a hand up. All right, I've heard enough. Um... Go and see what this Yarbnok wants. If he really is honest about peace, then you have my... You can carry my my seal to this meeting and guarantee he will be heard out by the speakers. If it's a trap, do what you have to do. If the goblins are actually hostile and they're holding prisoners, they're goblins. You know what to do. Of course. Uh, err on the side of caution. I have no love for these creatures... If they want peace, we won't turn them away, but I very much suspect that it's something more treacherous than that. They ought to show their good faith with trade offers. I will attempt to make that a part of conversation. The other thing I wish to ask, too, is are there any other special interests you wish to keep in mind to defend on your behalf while I am there? Um, no, only if, they, only if there is more to be learned about the dwarves that you find out about it. Very good. Speaking of, I should check with a known to see how she's doing. Once this is over, of course. Yes. Once it's over. Will there be anything else, Speaker? Nope. You are dismissed. Very good. Goose? Let's go see how our friends are doing. Meanwhile, they're dead. <laughs> Fired. <laughs> <laughs> Just panicking, running around. All is well. They've <laughs> been eaten by owls while we were gone. All right, so where are you going next? Uh, well, they are currently doing the thing at the front gates that you were talking about while we were doing this. Yes. Um. So, as they go off to Devessa Shane, you guys go down to the front gate to see what commotion is going on down there, and you see. Pavu, specifically, you see a face that you've seen before. Uh, Nikolai, you've never seen this person before. Um, this is um, a elderly human female, 
wearing all white with an eye patch, uh, on a sleigh driven by two gangly, weird-looking dragonborn, uh, hauling a a bundle wrapped in like a burlap cloth, like maybe one and a half tables wide, maybe three three and a half feet tall, um, that is like notably caked with blood on one side, and it's just being hauled behind her sled on a chain. And the two guards are, like, looking under the cloth and speaking to this person. Mm-hmm. We gave her bad directions and we found her out in the wastes. <sighs> Fuck! <laughs> well done! This happened while you were away from the table. Oh, okay. um, they no, encountered... No, we listened to that. Yeah. Yes. They, they, uh, you, you may have listened to this. They encountered a, a person traveling, this, this person that I just described, uh, traveling by dog sled, coming from the north, heading towards Bryn Shander, and they were highly suspicious of her motives, so they gave her bad directions and pointed her basically into the middle we of the We were also pretty sure that both of the, uh, sl- the sleigh drivers and all of her dogs were undead. Yep. Oh, I do remember hearing that. Yes, yeah. I remember this. And you you do notice now that the, the sled dogs are standing perfectly still with no steam coming out of their mouth and not making any sound. So these observations remain valid. Cool. But yes, they are they are peeking under the uh, the tarp, this tarped object that is being dragged behind the sled. But you're not close enough to see what it is. Okay. Um, but you are approaching to speak? Uh, I'm approaching to see what's going on. Like, see where she's been. Hey! <laughs> and she, she looks at you and goes, oh, my errant signpost. Imagine meeting you. In all places, Bryn Shander. It is where all the roads of the ten towns seem to meet. Mm, after a fashion, it seems. You know, all roads lead back to this hellhole. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> I, have well, friend, I have friends in this hellhole. <laughs> I would ask you where to find the speaker, but, um, well, let's just say I don't put much stock in your directions anymore. That is uh, fair to say. Well, on your way then. And she uh, hops back on her sled and the, the guards are like sort of taken aback as she like urges her sled dogs into motion and pulls like, one of them still like looking under the tarp and the tarp gets pulled out of his hand as the sled dogs start pulling it away and they just look at each other and shrug and you're just left standing there in her wake. Very effective uh, guards. Which way did she go? Away from town? Into town. Into town. She went into town. Into town. Um, well, I was hoping to... While you're while you're talking with the lady, I was hoping to talk to a guard about. Sure, you what, can talk to a guard. What yeah. is uh, under the hush hush? I'm like, what is under the tarp? And one and this, so your conversation is happening simultaneously yeah. to this. He sort of like lifts it just a little bit higher so you can sort of peek underneath. It is the decapitated head of a winter wolf. Oh. Bitching. Okay, so she is not to be trifled with. Where is she? Is she does she intend to sell this here? Is there a bounty on wolf heads in the town? Not that I'm aware of. She said she wanted to show it to the speaker. Yeah, that might be a fish wrapped in newspaper kind of scenario. (laughs) Oh, shit. We will go with you. (laughs) Uh, We should, yes, perhaps trail at a distance. (laughs) Uh, And she sort of like calls over her shoulder, suit yourself, and just snaps her sled dogs into motion and they ride off in town. We fucked up pretty bad with that one. <laughs> uh. Listen, we didn't know. It's fine. We didn't know she'd survive the wastes. We thought she'd freeze and die. <laughs> well, she's that much stronger, so she's proved her worth. So she could be an ally if she doesn't want to murder all of us. If. So, um... If it's good. Um... Nicolau wants to try, uh, he's not very graceful, so I'm not sure if this, he'll be able to do this, but he would like to try to put a foot on a runner, mm-hmm. so he glides along with them and maybe has a conversation while they're riding into... Uh, that sounds like some kind of dexterity check of yours. Um, yes. Everybody knows what my dexterity mind <laughs> Can I give him advantage just to, like, hoist or something? No, because no, this is fine. ridiculous on its face. <laughs> Then yes, absolutely you can. If a twenty's on the die, then a twenty's what you got. Um, actually, what what is the total roll after you're all said and done? Uh, Nineteen. Of, 19. <laughs> but a crit's a crit. I'll give it to you. Um, so yes, much much to her like obvious annoyance, her a minotaur jumps on her sleigh and is riding the sleigh. And what and the, 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 the one of the um one of the gangly dragonborn creatures is, is driving the sleigh and he sort of looks over but he keeps driving the sleigh. The other one is sort of like occupying the seat next to her and he starts to stand like he's gonna try and push you off the sleigh, but she like ushers him to sit back down. Good hunting, hey? Where did you find this one? 
Dugan's Hole. I, I probably have heard, but I don't personally remember. And if I wasn't in the party, then it's a flyover state. Yeah, you get no. You guys have never been to Dugan's Hole before. It is the one town you have not visited. I feel like that was the quest that Brian wrote out of the story. Yep, it's entirely possible. Why? Why bring this here? Is there a bounty on these creatures? Mm. To prove a point. Oh, interesting. Uh, what point? He's the, trying to be unnecessarily yeah, friendly. The, the point is, I have an important meeting with the speaker, and sometimes you need a visual aid. Hmm. I understand. Whiteboard. Got it. <laughs> props. We love prop work. Some people don't understand a thing until they are shown it. Understood. Is there anything else I can help you with? No, I, I just want, I want to tag along and see this presentation. It sounds fascinating. I cannot wait. I'm very interested with the happenings out west. All right. That's east. <laughs> uh, well, that shows up. I thought you said east. east. Uh, I thought uh, south. Dugan's Hole is east. Southeast. 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 Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. I thought yeah. that Dugan's Hole was it. Okay. Anyway, well, um, I'm new to this area. <laughs> Clearly, he goes. Uh, she goes very well. But um, the next time you hop aboard my sleigh, please ask permission first. Oh, oh my sleigh, my rules. Oh, uh, understood. Well, I'll be quiet. Yeah, you gotta ask if you want to ride. <laughs> and as you guys are wrapping up your meeting with Devessa Shane, um, a sled bearing uh, Nicolau and a bloody wolf head rides right up to the front door. Like, get the fuck out. Um, and she dismounts and brushes snow off of her fine clothing. Um, and it is fine clothing. Zevlin, you would notice this. The quality of the clothing is, is pricey. Not maybe up to the, the glowy nightlife standards that you're rocking right now. Yeah. But definitely money was spent on this outfit. Sure. Um, and uh, you immediately, if you're pinging Detect Magic, you're immediately getting necromatic Usually, auras yeah. off of everything. Um, the whole shebang, front to back, is just decked out necromantic. Even Nicolau. Especially Nicolau. <laughs> Necrolau. <laughs> uh, as, as soon as Una realizes who is on this sled, even though she's been fairly mouthy so far, she just immediately goes back and, like, hides behind Crystal <laughs> and just like, nope. Mm -mm. Uh, I think Zev will cease her egress and just pick out a spot in the uh, the council chamber so she can observe the proceedings. Yeah. Like, she, like acting like she's supposed to be there. I'm just gonna go stand next to the fireplace with a shield and be like, alright, let's watch what's going down. <laughs> um... And I also want to make sure this lady, this undead lady, doesn't do something to the speaker. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm like it, five minutes behind, just running. Do I have a moment to whisper to Devessa? Sure. Something. Sure. Okay. You are dealing with undead servants. Proceed cautiously. And she nods her understanding. Um, so this lady comes in. Undead creatures, not servants. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> Same thing. She she comes in. There is a guard who is clearly a soldier type that is standing at the the front door. And Duvessa has already given her consent for this person to enter the hall, so the guard doesn't stop this person walking in. But nonetheless, she walks in and she sort of haughtily takes off her white leather gloves and starts slapping the snow off of them mm -hmm. and ta and says to the guard, tell her I am Valin Harpel of House Harpel. And the guard's like, I'm not a page. And she's like, I didn't ask. Tell her. Do and, I uh, you may roll. It would be a massive history, history check. I am a massive history. Yeah, only 14. 14? Yeah, I thought you were going to say four roll again. ass on that, because you've not rolled a good history check I've rolled one, campaign. and it was, it was a dud. A 14, yeah, 14 is not sufficient. This would have been a, a, a stretch, even with a good roll. Yeah. Um, and the guard goes, uh, presenting Valin Harpel of House Harpel, and she goes, that was terrible. Um, <laughs> and she, she sits down in, um, in a seat, unbidden, and goes... Uh, Speaker Shane, you have uh, a slew of problems, uh, some you may not have known about, um, but one fewer on your plate this day is the winter wolves that were eating the children of Dugan's Hole. Um, we've uh, sorted that, and I come bearing the seal of the Speaker of Dugan's Hole. I am to act in any meetings as his stead, or as her stead, rather, and slides a slip of paper across the table and Duvessa opens it and sure enough there's the seal and you know it's a very official document saying that Valin Harpel has the authority to speak in matters of state when it comes to Dugan's Hole. And all three of the people who live there. Yeah, basically. Um, 
she says, my, my ability to solve problems does not stop here. I have come with the Arcane Brotherhood to find a, uh, a relic that will lift this everlasting night from Icewind Dale. But I need the support of the Ten Towns to do it. I cannot operate in a vacuum. And... Not that one. But you're, you're on the right track. Hmm. Um, and Valin goes, well, what, what do you mean... Or uh, uh, Duvesta goes, what, what do you mean by support? She goes, well, I will need a play, uh, base of operations, a place to operate from, and I will need... Um, she starts to look at all of you. Operatives to act in my stead. I have many investigations to undertake, and I cannot be in more places at once. It's more more one place at once. That is one of the few powers I have yet to possess. Seems like the least that we could do after we sent her into the waste. <laughs> do you say that out loud? She's not there yet. I'm not there yet. Yeah, there yet. Um, and uh, Duvesa goes well. A place to operate from we can offer you um, in exchange for whatever bounty you would wish to collect on the beast she gestures outside. Um, as far as operatives, these kind of people have offered to do a service for the town, but should they return successfully from their journey, maybe they could be employed by you out of your coffers, not mine. And um, she goes, we can haggle the costs later. The money does not matter. Um, what's important is that I have your support to operate out of Bryn Shander. I've been to Dugan's Hall in Goodmead, and they did not serve my purposes. Um, I require something a bit more cosmopolitan. And Duessa um, goes, um, you're welcome to stay in Bryn Shander and communicate with me what you need. Uh, in the meantime, feel free to visit one of our many inns. And she goes... She'll peruse the local life. Might find some of it entertaining. Uh, good to meet all of you, and good to see you all again. I hope you find your way around with a bit more ease than I have. Wait, it's like a little <laughs> shebang. It's shit. Don't worry yeah, about I it. I want to excite this bro. <laughs> May as well. Have I gotten there yet? Yes, you've gotten there. Great. So I'm also going to roll an insight. Yeah, I got 15. 15? 13. 13? What do you get? 19. 19. Uh, she is being up and up. I also have a 19. 19? She's, she's on the up and up. She means everything she said. I don't doubt it. She leaves the two gangly weirdos and all the sled dogs outside. She just walked in by herself? Yep. You gonna interact with them? No, I'm just kind of curious. She, uh, she's got a lot of swagger. She does. Yep. She's pumping it. Gross. She's putting on a show, you know, regardless if this is um, her naturally or if she's chewing it like she said to prove a point. But I, I don't know if I'm necessarily this person to have this conversation with her or not, mm. but like anybody feel like asking her why Dazan would have murdered the people no. that they saw? No. No, no I don't. No, not at all. <laughs> Zero interest in any of that. I mean, like, here's the thing. I don't want her to send us there and then murder us for what we see. So, uh, if it's going to come to blows with her, it's going to come to blows with her and it doesn't matter why. Yeah, okay. I think... Um, just to leap off of her, like, passive-aggressive <laughs> remark. Seth can play that game, too. Mm. Uh, and her name is, uh, her house was Helen. Uh, Har Har she's Velen Harpel. Mm. Her name is Velen? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, Velen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Madam Harpel. Demonet, Demonet. <laughs> as an elf, as... As an elf traversing her way from the Underdark and experiencing a place without the ceiling for the first time, it has proven most challenging. But, pray, while you are here, I would love to know more about your family. I am still familiarizing myself with this, that the prominent surface world houses. I'm wary for my journey. We could talk another time. Oof. I'm going to inside check. Is that a sore subject for her? Go ahead. Twelve. Yes. I mean, 13, but yes. Yes, it is. Uh, there is a, a, a definite sneer of disdain that crosses her face when you bring up her family name. She okay. just seems like she doesn't mind throwing it around, but she doesn't want to hear it come back. Sure, okay. <clears throat> of course. Once we return from our mission, perhaps we will seek you out. Mm. Yes. We are uh, honored I don't know what the, us. I don't know what the speaker is having you do, but uh, it could be a good test of your abilities. If you come back and you're successful, you'll be the type of folks I can hire. And... Um, Trust me when I say I pay significantly better than the local competition. You give that impression quite effectively, madam. Um, 
Alcatraz, Ark. She motions to her uh, uh, Dragonborn servants, and they start getting the sleigh ready for traveling. That one of them unhitches the chain and just leaves the head on the front steps of the uh, the town hall, and they ride off. They just scrub the bloodstains out of it. <laughs> Bye, buddy. I hope you find your dad. <laughs> um, L- later on, Zev will just say, "Look, if she gives a shit, just say that they a- she asked a drow. It was on her." <laughs> Because we don't understand the sky and these directions you have.